Hello, welcome to Workplace Wake Up. I'm Jen Shaw. Every week, I spend about 15 minutes covering legal developments, introducing you to interesting guests, and providing some entertainment to start your workday. So we're going to talk about the four-day work week. I have had a number of emails and calls from clients about this issue recently. That's because the Assembly Bill uh, 2932 here in California is proposing to have a four-day work week where anyone who works more than 32 hours would get overtime. So the idea is we would shorten the work week. Now, the bill is written would only apply to large employers with more than 500 workers. And there would be exceptions for workplaces that have collective bargaining agreements. So where there are unions involved, there would be an exception. So the idea here is that the legislature is saying, look, we have a great resignation. People are leaving the workplace in droves. If any of you have uh, had a similar experience, I was on a vacation recently and some of the restaurants were closed because they said they couldn't get enough workers. So this idea of people leaving the workplace is having a real impact. It's having a real effect in the community. So the idea is if we shorten the work week, people will have more time with their families. They'll have more time to do what they want personally, and they'll be happier employees when they're working. That's the idea. That's the theory, right? Now, Employers, of course, are concerned about this bill because it would require employers to keep the pay the same as if the employee were working 40 hours a week. So basically, you would lose eight hours a week in productivity, but still have to pay the same amount. Now, keep in mind, everyone, this is not a new idea. The calls for a four-day work week have been around for a while. And I think it's one of the things that COVID has really brought back into focus. This idea that so many people are working at home or they're teleworking from different locations. And it's not clear whether productivity actually will be increased. Because one of the things that the proponents of the bill are saying is, look, if employees know they only have to work four days a week, they're going to work harder those four days you're going to get more out of them. Studies haven't necessarily backed that up. And certainly there's going to be complexity for employers, additional costs for employers. The way an employer could do this, of course, to still provide five days of service or seven days of service, if that's what they need to do, is stagger when people work. So there would need to be some pretty complex scheduling going on for many workplaces in terms of how to accommodate the four-day work week. Now, the interesting thing is employees, of course, support this wholeheartedly. There's really huge support for this bill, particularly, of course, because there's no pay decrease, right? You're going to work 30 hours, 32 hours, and you're going to get paid as if you were working for 40. The new bill would cover all non-exempt employees. So it's not just particular industries that would be subject to the rule. Anybody who's non-exempt, remember non-exempt is someone who is not exempt from California's wage hour rules for overtime, rest breaks, meal periods, recording their hours worked, on-call time, reporting time pay, those sorts of things. 
So when you look at this proposal and you look at the bill, the, the idea is to really encourage people to come back to the workplace. People who have left during COVID, who have found other ways to earn a living, the idea is to get them back and to say, look, we can provide you a, a more flexible work week. We can give you three days off. For some of you, you might want those three days in a row. For others of you, you might, might want them interspersed during the week, but you get to decide. You get to decide what you're gonna do and how you're going to do it. Now, what's interesting to me is that if we pass this law in California, it's gonna encourage employers to go to other states, right? So we've got Oregon and Nevada very close by. We've got Arizona. Even though Oregon has some pretty pro-employee laws, Nevada really doesn't, neither does Arizona. So one of the concerns we're hearing raised by the business community is, look, we're just gonna lose more business out of the state. We're gonna lose tax revenue. We're gonna lose people because they're gonna go to another state to do business. So here's the thing, everyone. There are pros and cons to the four day work week for sure. And it's not surprising that employees would say, oh my gosh, sure. You want me to work four days a week and get paid for five? Yes, sign me up. Where can I do that? Employers also understandably are having concerns about productivity, about the cost, about how they're gonna serve their clients. So it's gonna be interesting to see where this bill goes. One of the things to understand about the California legislature, of course, and this is the way it works in most state legislatures, the bill will be proposed, it will get out of committee if there are enough votes, and then there will be debate. And there might be two, three, four, five, six revisions to the bill before it actually gets a final vote. If it is adopted by the state assembly and the state senate, then it would be presented to the governor for signature. So we are a long way from having the four-day work week become a reality for those large employers here in California. But it does raise interesting issues about what we can do to motivate our employees. What can we do to make our employees commit to being in the workplace, right? Because one of the things we've seen since COVID is people have been pretty efficient working at home. I was definitely one of those folks who thought, you know what, it's just not as productive, it's not as beneficial to have someone working at home. And certainly you miss that collaboration when you have folks who work at home. We have several folks who work at home full time and I miss them. I, I like them to be in the office. I feel like we have such good decisions when we're in person but it's better than losing them. And I think that's where this 32 hour work week proposal is going to end up. The legislature is going to have to make a decision about, okay, what do we offer to these employees to get them motivated to stay, to encourage them to commit to doing their best while they're here without sacrificing the business community? So there are of course, two sides to, to this story as there always are. And if you're an employer, think about whether you want to voluntarily adopt a four-day work week. You might. It might be a huge employee relations win for you to do that. If you can figure out your schedules 
and you can make sure that you're meeting your client and customer needs. You don't necessarily have to pay for the entire um, week as if they were working 40 hours. What a lot of our clients have done is they've gone to shorter work weeks. They've reduced the pay, right? They're only paying non-exempt employees for the hours they actually work. And the employees are thrilled. They're getting paid a little bit less. They're also paying a little bit less in taxes. So sometimes that net net actually works out okay. And they get that extra time. So I think the real lesson of this bill is getting us to think about what can we do? What pro-employee relations steps should we be taking to show our employees how much we value them, to show them how much they matter, to make sure they understand, hey, we want to work with them. We want to be flexible. Yes, we have client needs and customer needs that are paramount. But if we can take a step back and think about the world has changed. One of the things I think COVID did for a lot of us is bring to the forefront what we miss when we're working too much or when we're not enjoying our time off, when we're not in nature, when we're not interacting with people. So because of that change, which I think is really hard to go back to, right? You can't erase what's happened since March 2020 with COVID-19. So we do need to look at the workplace a little bit differently. We need to think about what we can offer. And I have so many clients who've just done amazing things, little things, right? They offer some services where they help folks find their childcare. They help with elder care, right? There are so many services um, out there that you can sign up for as an employer and you can get your employees help. Dry cleaning, if you're in a, a, an industry where folks need dry cleaning, you have a dry cleaner company, come by and pick up the dry cleaning and drop it off. There are little things we can do. And I think the more we can shift our mindset from what is the employee doing for me? That's all that matters. What can I get this employee to do for me? And thinking about what can we do for the employee? Because if we have less turnover, if we have better retention, we are serving our clients and customers better. There's no doubt about that. The less turnover we have, the less confusion we have, the less training we have to go through, the, the fewer times our clients and customers need to meet a new face. So there are a lot of good reasons to think about these pro-employee relations moves. Obviously, for many of us, we don't want it dictated to us by the legislature. So that's something that we all need to think about. But watch this bill. I will definitely come back to you if we have news on it. Also, remember, we have a blog where I talk about new developments and things that are going on in employment law. So I'll, I'll definitely mention it there as well. But it's something for you all to look at and think about. And really, not only about the law itself, but also about what you can do, even if AB 2932 doesn't go anywhere. Are there changes you should be making in your work environment to create a place where people want to be? Now, want to be is, of course, um, a relative term, right? If I won the lottery and I had, you know, $10 million properly invested, I, I might be doing something different. But I love my job and the commitment that I have to our team matters to me. So if you can think about what options are available 
and what steps you might be able to take, you will be that far ahead of your competitor. Thanks everyone, have a great day. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to spread the word, please share it with others, post about it on social media and or rate and review it. Of course, you can also follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook and Twitter and email us at info at Workplace Wake Up, including its guests and hosts, do not provide legal advice in this podcast. Do not act upon any of the information discussed in this podcast without consulting a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction. 